Hi, this is Erin Anderson from the Faster Way to Fat Loss, and I'm listening to the SME Stories Podcast. You are now listening to the next great small business podcast. Welcome to the SME Stories Podcast, where it is all about small businesses in Canada. And here's your host, Ken Alfred. Hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading the episode today. I really appreciate it. We are in the fitness space once again. Today, we have Aaron Anderson of Aaron-Anderson.com. A little bit of background about Aaron. Aaron is a dedicated and passionate health and wellness advocate with well over 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. She was a personal trainer, group fitness instructor, and yoga instructor. She's also certified in the Faster Way to Fat Loss program and specializes in providing women and men over 45 with sustainable nutrition, fitness, and mindset strategies to thrive. Aaron encourages everyone to practice progress over perfection. I've known Aaron for going on 11 years, where we've been both working in the fitness industry. We both worked at the largest fitness certification company in Canada. They're called CanFit Pro, or Canadian Fitness Professionals, where she was the membership manager in charge of ensuring member satisfaction while growing the membership base. She's actually still involved with CanFit Pro as the editor of their monthly magazine. Erin is a wife, parent, owner of multiple service revenue streams in the industry, and we'll show you how she does this. So a lot to learn today, guys. Just sit back and absorb. <sighs> All right, guys, we have Erin from Erin-Anderson.com. Good afternoon. Good morning, Erin. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much. Thank you. How are you doing? I am doing well. It's almost the new year, so... Looking forward to getting rid of 2021 and moving on to 2022. All right, Erin, what is your story? My story is it's taken some different paths in, in, in the past. So I've been in fitness as a fitness professional for over 30 years. And I have been doing personal training, uh, group fitness. I started off as a group fitness instructor in university. And also yoga. We got uh, more recently into yoga around 2000 and I'd say probably around 2005, uh, 2006. And that was my passion. I've always been in fitness. And I, when the pandemic hit, it was one of those, I actually took an opportunity when the pandemic hit to really, with everything shutting down and things going online, I was fortunate enough, I had actually already been doing a program, an online for nutrition, uh, a nutrition program that I had registered into. I'd been in it for a year and I really loved the results that I saw for myself. Having been a fitness professional for 30 years, it's one of those things that the nutrition component was missing for me. And I really needed to figure out that piece for my own body as I was getting close to turning 50 and things were changing. And maybe not changing so much as I wanted them to, and decided that I was going to become a coach um, for this program called the Faster Way to Fat Loss. And I haven't looked back. So I became a coach during the pandemic. I decided to do that. And that was in uh, May of 2020. And I've been running that online business. I'm running six-week rounds throughout the year, back to back. And I've been really enjoying it. It's allowed, it's allowed me to connect with women my age going through the same issues and the same problems and facing the same challenges. And I've been able to really connect with women like that and help them to not just survive, but thrive into a 45 plus, 50 plus type of age group. And you're never too old to start anything and to feel amazing. Well, that's great. And how does it, dif like the fast way to phallus, how does that do, like different compared to some of those other programs you people might see on YouTube or Facebook? So what is the, what's the big uh, def uh, distinction between the two or 
Yeah. So it was, it's funny. I'm just going to quickly just touch on something that kind of leads me into that because obviously now we see so much of that. We're inundated when we get on our Instagrams and our Facebook pages with all of these um, different types of diets or programs that for, that are supposed to help with weight loss or fat loss. And it's funny because going back to becoming a fitness professional way back when, and even now, is that there's the, the fitness wisdom was to eat less and work out more. It was always keep yourself in a deficit. You just got to keep pounding at it, work harder, eat less, you'll be fine. There wasn't so much around mindset or even the whole nutrition aspect. That new whole nutrition aspect was missing. And for me, even for me as a fitness professional in the industry for so long, for me, it hit me around 48, 49. I was like, okay, we're miss, I'm missing that. I, something's happening because I am working out even more now than I did in my 20s and my 30s and my 40s, but nothing's happening. I'm eating uh, and I'm working out a lot, but nothing's happening. And, and so I saw this, came across, and actually it was a friend of mine from high school who was also a certified coach for The Faster Way, and I saw it. And it's based, so what attracted me to it was the components or strategy, nutrition strategies they use, which is intermittent fasting and carb cycling. Obviously, it's all about whole foods, eating as, as much whole foods as you can. But I really love those strategies. I always wanted to know about intermittent fasting. I always wanted to know about carb cycling. But for me, I'm not one person. I'm not somebody to read it in a book. I need to experience it. And I need to see how that works on my body. So it hit at the perfect time when I saw this. And it was, I was approaching 50. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for myself. I'm going to give myself this gift. A six-week program. I signed up within two weeks of practicing and starting to practice these strategies and, and put them in with Whole Foods and a little bit of and some more movement in terms of the faster way movement and exercises. It just became a, like a light bulb and, 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 and went on and it was like, oh my God, you know, how they, your abs are made in the kitchen or however they, that kind of, yeah. And I know people always say, I'm looking through my cupboards and they ain't finding my abs, but you got to be eating the right things. But it is so much about nutrition. And I think we've always known that it's just as fitness professionals, we don't really have that background, right? To help with that. So it is a nutrition program first. So going to your, go back to your question in a, in a long roundabout way is that it is a nutrition program first. It's an online program. It's nutrition first. And that it's also fitness as well. So there are 30-minute workouts, daily workouts that are combined with it. But the workouts are strategically combined with the type of nutrition day you're doing, the type of macro day you're doing. So it's all basically combined to be able to turn your body into become a better fat burner. And you're able to up your metabolism, you're able to sustain it because it's nothing. There's no diet, there's no pills, there's no shake. It's a lifestyle. It's learning those nutrition strategies that you can take with you down the road forever. And it becomes a way of just living and using those strategies and combining it with your workouts, the proper workouts. So we always say it's about learning to eat the right things at the right times for the right reasons. And that's mm. what that the program's all about. Yeah, yeah basically no. in a nutshell. <laughs> what, what's really cool about what you just said there, and, and I can say, I know I had a previous guest, we talked about just, you know, from the personal training side of it. And same thing, I, like I said, a lot of listeners know that I was also in the fitness industry, personal trainer, and, and a little bit of a group instructor as well. But in terms of the nutrition side of it, we don't really get a lot of that from the training side because you're all about anatomy and exercises and, you know, what basically how not to break your clients, try to make sure you don't right. hurt them. Um, but the nutrition was just very basic. Oh, you need this many macros and carbs. And like you said, eat less and more exercise. 
and all that sort of thing. And it's unfortunate. And I'm, I'm glad that you're really touching that piece on the nutrition side because I did some intermittent fasting with my wife, Mrs. K. I dropped a lot of weight from that. And it was actually very interesting. And it was hard because I've been like, we've been in the industry for a long time as well. And I was always taught, oh, you're eating multiple small meals a day. So sometimes I'd be five, six, you know, times I'm eating. And when my wife said, all right, let's try this intermittent fasting thing where, you know, instead of five to six meals a day, you might be doing maybe one or two meals a day. And what amazed me though, Aaron, was that it was funny because I would be working and before I would be like, everything's on a clock. You'd be basically, and I'm pointing at my watch now, so people yeah. can't see that, but it's okay. I would be like, all right, it's been two hours and I'm going to eat something. So when we were first on this journey to not, and it just made you realize that, wow, a lot of these meals, even if, even though they're not really huge meals, it's not like I'm having a steak every single meal. It's just that you just start noticing that you're eating just as a habit, not because you're actually hungry. So that part, it got me edgy because I'd be at my, at my workstation, I'd be edgy. I'm like, I feel like I need to eat something, but I'm not actually hungry because my body's been used to that. So right. that yeah. whole fasting part of it was, it wasn't what you ate. It was just the idea of getting, trying to drain that eating every few hours uh, mentality. That part yeah. was, and you touched on another part. You said no shakes, no pills. Now that's going to try some people because some people, for some reason, they really want to do the, the magic pill or the magic shake that's going to replace the whole or healthy foods that we should be eating. Yeah, it's interesting. There's so much in that that you just said that, and I had mentioned to you earlier what before getting on here is I'm so passionate about this stuff because I've learned so much. And going back to, going back to as a personal trainer. And yes, you, there are certain um, nutrition certifications that you can get now that kind of that you can help. And I think it's the best thing you can do as a trainer because you're, you only train, like you only see your client in the gym. You're only able to affect that one hour you're with them, just the training. What happens on those other 23 hours when they're home and they're, so you, and I know, cause I struggled with that when I was personal training and you know, I'm not actively personal training in my own business. Now I'm doing this personal training and nutrition coaching. But I remember, you know, it's those clients were struggling and they weren't hitting those goals. But what are they doing in that? They, they were doing great in the sessions when I had them, but what are they doing in those other 23 hours? And that's where I think we have to, as, as fitness professionals and trainers, is be able to coach them through that as well. Because that's a huge part. As I go back to saying it, all of this is made in the kitchen. Your health is made in the kitchen. And that's what it comes down to. And this is what this program teaches is you've got to start with the nutrition first. We offer 30-minute workouts every day. Again, very 30 minutes max. It's consistency. It's, it's stay consistent with the 30 minutes rather than two hours or an hour and a half in the gym. It's the consistency there. But you don't have to do those workouts for people that are just getting on the program. It's about the nutrition first. And when you start to eat right and you start to feel good, then you can, you're solving, you sol begin to solve a lot of other issues there, right? With sleep, energy with maybe inflammation and in your joints and all that stuff that makes you feel so much better that then you can tackle the exercise yeah. and you can tackle the workouts, which just make you stronger. Yeah. And so that's where I think that piece is missing, like you said. And then into the intermittent fasting, this program, not new. Like you said, intermittent fasting is out there. People have heard of it. Like for me, I wanted to do it, but I needed to have a coach take me through it. And that's very important too. A lot of people who try intermittent fasting on their own are not successful. You need to, you need to probably have somebody help you through it to understand. And with intermittent fasting, a lot of people do it incorrectly because they think, okay, I'm not going to eat for whether it's a 12-12 protocol or what we do in the faster way is a 16 to 8 protocol. You, They probably can, no problem with the 16-hour fast or the 12-hour fast, but then what are they doing in their eating window? You could fast, but if, if your eating window is filled with crap, 
and refined <laughs> processed foods, guess what? It doesn't matter what you did in the fasting window. So you got to yeah. be and with the faster way, it is actually training people to actually eat more. I go back to saying a lot of us is losing weight is, okay, work out more and eat less. Guess what? Faster way is completely the opposite. It's eat more, work out less, but eat more whole foods, the right foods. You work out strategically, right? In order mm -hmm. to, with the, um, the carb cycling and the hit, combining it with low carb days. And it's all about that where you're going to get the benefit and the hit your goals so much quicker because you're doing it the right way. You're doing it nutrition and with the, the exercise and pairing it properly and your body's beginning to, to speed up in terms yeah. of that process. No, and, yeah. and what's really cool about that, like I remember when I used to struggle with my clients who would always have trouble, they always told me it was the exact time frame that they would struggle. They would eat clean breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was that, that window from 7 to 9, 7 to 10 at night where Let's say they had a dinner, maybe it might not have been a lot of food. And then they're like, okay, I only have a few hours left before I go to sleep, but I'm still hungry. And that's when they would get tempted to eat the stuff that they probably shouldn't be eating. So it was always that time frame was different. And But that's pretty cool what you talked about, the faster way. So that's a great yeah. definition, a great description of how it compares. Because you know, I think people, when they think of online coaching, they might have specific individuals and they might be logged into like a beach body kind of thing or a bodybuilding.com kind of program where they're like following it. So they think, okay, wow, insanity, Shanti, I should do that. And then it's great for those who love cardio. And if you definitely want to sweat, it's definitely going to do well. But for people with some joint issues, I don't know if you want to be doing that type of ballistic kind of movement. But I like what you were talking about, how your program is more strategic in its fitness. So it's not all boot camp style. Maybe there might be a workout here too, maybe, but that's not what it's meant for. It's meant to, like you said, really get that mindset, the why of wanting to do it. Because a lot of people are short term when they come to this thing. They're like, I'm getting married or I got a very important event coming up where I actually have to slim down into a dress or a tux. And so it's that short term focus just to get there. And the minute that that event is done, all right, this is off. All right, now it's time to go back to normal. And then that, right. and then, then it's like this whole yo-yo effect of what people are in the industry know is that, yeah, the yo-yo of, all right, great, eat clean, then now we're going to go and eat bad foods and all that sort of stuff. So interesting. Yeah, and you touched on that with, and I think that was going back to one of the questions you asked me, how the faster way is different in, from all these other things out there in the diet. These really fast fixes, we know they don't work. They they do. They may work short term and you may get what you, but it, it, what ends up happening is it actually, it's such a detriment to your body and it's, it's such a stressor on your body that eventually you gain back and you usually gain back the same amount or if not more. So there's no sustainability there. And when, like you said, it's just a short program, let's follow it to the T, but what do you do after that? A lot of people don't even know what to do after that. And then it's, it just all goes to, to, to crap. That, that's a huge thing. And there's there, but there's so many, again, there's nothing that I, I don't like to refer to things as good or bad. The same thing with food. There's no bad food. There's better choices. There's healthier choices, but in the faster way, we don't basically, we don't, it, it's a non deprivation. There's no deprivation in the faster way. You can have your treat. You can have your glass of wine. People are like, Oh, you, you can still have a glass of wine. You can, but knowing like, okay, when do I eat that treat? How, you know, what's the right time to eat it? You can have your alcohol, your whatever you enjoy having, but know what it's doing when you're having it, right? What does alcohol do? How does our body metabolize it? So we teach all these things so that you start to become, and for the clients that I've had in my program, they're just all of a sudden, again, it's like me, there's these light bulbs are like, oh, like they know what macros are now. We focus mm -hmm. very much on that in the nutrition. You have to track what you're eating 
to know what's going in and how much you're taking in and how do you feel. So we do teach all of that as well. So there's so much emphasis on that nutrition part of macros, your carbs, your proteins, your fats. And like you said, some of your clients where you get that little snackage time in the evening, you know, and if they're eating properly, which they probably are, but they're probably focusing on the wrong foods, whereas we focus so much on protein. Protein is such an anchor. It's such a satiating, satisfying macro. And we need more protein because we want to build lean muscle mass to stay stronger, to rev up that metabolism. And when you're doing that, you start to alleviate those cravings, right? You start mm -hmm. to, one of the best things to have before going to bed is a little bit of protein. It's not a carb or a, um, a fat, but a little bit of protein. And that, because our bodies repair at night too. So those are some of the little things and the tricks we learned along the way to help people overcome those things. Nice. So now let's go back to the business end now. So we know that you've been doing online coaching for about a year and I'm, it's very simple. You have different revenue streams I've noticed as well. Like you have the yoga yeah. classes that you can do online. There's a clean out the kitchen, which is really more focused on nutrition. Then of course, there's a faster way. All these different balls you're juggling, Aaron, from the business side. What kind of growth do you expect in the next year or the next five years, especially from the online perspective? It's funny. I have been I've been thinking about that. I've sort of been putting my... Now I do, this is a passion of mine. I do this on the side as most fitness professionals. Professionals do have this. I do have a full-time uh, job as an editor of a fitness magazine, which is my full-time job, which still rolls into the fitness industry. Um, this is my part-time and my passion. And for me, I, I have those other smaller, like the clean up your kitchens and the yoga. That's a passion of mine. But I do the smaller little ones just to get people to be able to, in a smaller way, work with me if they like and to just help maybe people who are just sitting on the fence and not really knowing what they want to do. So those are my, my smaller projects. But for the faster way for me, this is something that I'm looking to, I just want to help more and more women and, and men just really find that, you know, it's it doesn't make sense to hit your 50s or even, you know, over 45 and just feel yeah, it's too late or I can't do this. Even 60, we've had women in my group that have been 60 and over. It's about giving them that, that knowledge to continue on. So my hope for growth and as an online program, I could take, I could take 50 people in a group if I wanted to, when I run a program, a six week program, but you know, I'm constantly looking to at least, I like at least a minimum 10 people. Because I find that that works best for me um, in my courses, just to be able to give my attention to everybody yeah, equally. I was going to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, 50 is a lot. Yeah, so to is. try and manage yeah. 50 different accounts is like trying to have 50 children almost, right? You're just, yes. It's not easy yeah. from that perspective. You could, Yeah, that, I, at that point, then I would probably hire on somebody to help with me. But for me, because you, when, you know, I'm the coach. I'm the one talking to you. I'm the one texting you. I'm the one following up when I haven't heard from you in a little bit. I'm the one there's, so I, for me, 10, my goal throughout 2022 is to keep that, that, that number in each of my programs and, and running. So that's my growth throughout 2022. Mm -hmm. And then up from there but this is something that I have been I've been so passionate about and I just I it's I know in my heart it's where I need to go it's where I need to continue working and transforming and helping people change their perspectives and find their transformations whether it just be mindset or physically but that's great so yeah. in terms of your run your business then Aaron so what is your what is the biggest expense you find yourself running your company, right? So even if it's a sidekick, it's still, you're yep. st whether it's a full-time or part-time, the tasks that need to be done to run a business has doesn't change, right? Nope. It's just that now nope. you're dealing with just more limited time. 
So yeah. in terms of what type of, what is your biggest expense that you currently are spending on, like for your business? My biggest expense would be with help with social media and, and my website and like emails and things like that. So I've actually, I have somebody that I hired that I found through a friend and she helps me sort things out. Cause again, I, I as we all do have very limited time and, and especially because I really have that only that 10 extra hours a week to focus on this. You do all that, this in 10 hours? There's a, a little week? bit more, a, a little bit more, but I say that because that's during the week that I have my weekends as well. But yeah, so when I'm not running courses, I'm focusing on the social media. Obviously, I want to tell a story. I want I want to tell enough of a story about myself so people can get to know me, to like me, to trust me. So that's my, my so I do have somebody who helps me plan out my months and what I need to do and because I find that overwhelming. I'm not a social media person by any means, so I needed help with that. So that, and she also helps me with my emails as well and with my, my website, and my followers and, and putting people in there sort of thing. So that would be my biggest expense. So I, she, she helps me put all that together and plan out each month. And then the other expense is not really monetar- monetary. It's, you know, just time. It's just time. It, time away from family or time going from one job into the next and just that type of time. But uh, yeah. Other than that, but it, it, as we say, when you find something you're passionate about, that doesn't matter as much because you just mm-hmm. want to do it. But that's right. where I would say most of my expenses come in. Yeah. And you touched on this, like in terms of the, the social media. So you have someone you hire for that, that's helping you with that. And yes. I know you, you have to give hard numbers, but is there a, a range that if someone, let's say, wants to focus on their side gig and, yep. and try to do something, if they want to outsource that to someone that does social media and maybe emails, is there a bulk range of how much they should budget for something like that? Yeah. So it depends on how much help you want. So for me, I'm probably looking at about $200 a month on something like that, which isn't a lot. I could do way more. I could do less. If I wanted to do all of it and just have her, if I wanted to meet with her once a month and do and plan it out and then do the, and do it all myself, then it would be less. But if I want to meet, which I do, I meet with her usually weekly. We have a weekly meeting. I have, I, I, some, some months we pare it down a little bit more. Now that we've gotten into the schedule of having create the content for me for the month ahead, then I really only need to meet with her about once or twice to set everything up. And then I go on my way because I can just start to put all that together. So I, on a general monthly basis, about 200 bucks a month. But okay. again, that's, it could be, if I wanted to have her do it all and post for me as well and all that, it can, it can go up from there. That's where it sits. Yeah. Okay. No, that's perfect. So let's talk about the actual industry. We, we touched on it on, uh, already, but what is your current opinion on the fitness nutrition industry or maybe even the simple, the online coaching industry? What is your opinion of it and where do you see it going right now opinion that's it. obviously i believe in it where it's going to be it's going to be like i online is here to stay it was there before it's just grown huge i think more people are comfortable with that and it, it and you can reach so many people this is what i love about the online i've done the one-on-one and the in-person but to be able to meet and I've been, you know, coaching people from across the country, which is amazing because, and I would love to grow that to be coaching people in other countries as well, that the chance to be able to affect more people is amazing. So I think that the online portion is definitely here to stay. I believe in it. I've done it. I never thought I would, but once I joined the faster way and tried it myself, amazed by it. So I love it. I think it's a great, whether or not somebody is online hundred percent. 
or whether they're doing some sort of a hybrid. I know when in March 2020, when we got when we were locked down, I jumped on and started to do classes on my Facebook Live and Instagram Live, just putting stuff out there to keep people moving as we all did as fitness professionals. But now people are doing it. This is their business. I've seen so many of my friends turning their live classes at clubs into businesses, online businesses, and they're thriving, which is amazing. I think it's great. And if somebody can get themselves together enough to have a portion of their business online like this in the fitness industry, I think it's amazing because especially when it comes to nutrition, because it's not something you have to be in front of somebody for, unlike maybe training sometimes or or fitness classes, it's a little different, but especially in regards to nutrition. Okay. Great point. And so in addition to this, so what is the, what are some common misconceptions people might have maybe about online coaching? Like I'm sure you said you came in with this open mind and you really showed it, but I guess there, how do you deal with some people that they might have this certain mindset of, okay, here's exactly what it is. So what, what is uh, some misconceptions that you see in the online coaching industry? I think the biggest one from a client perspective probably is, and I guess it, it depends on the client too, but from a client perspective is how much is it just a booklet, right? Here you go, an online booklet, read it, follow it. How much interaction do you actually get with a live coach? I think that might, for most people, when they think online, they think it's just them, them and the computer and a program and okay, here I go. But it, it all depends. And it, it that's true for some programs. It's, and then not, not the same for other programs, like the faster way. I think that probably would be it. And I guess maybe accountability as well. I think most people are scared off from online programs because they just don't think they're going to be accountable. They might, they feel it. They might need that person right in front of them, seeing that person every day. And that's one thing that actually most people that I have coached, have, they're more, oh my God, I love the accountability. I love the fact that you're there with giving me the details, but you're in the day each day and you're making me post it. You're making me show up and actually show you what I've been doing. They actually found more accountability in that. So I think it all depends on kind of the mindset you come in with. If you've ever done anything online, if you haven't, then that's a big, there's big misconceptions there about what it could involve. But I think there's such a big gamut out there of what's available that you have to do your research. You have to know, you have to know, you know, is there a coach assigned to me? Do I have somebody that I can actually contact? So that's part of it. Yeah. So so now leading on to this time, so what has been your biggest failure, but also biggest success so far with the with your business? Because I want people to understand too, like, it's nice yep. that we're hearing all the, the good stuff, but we always yep. want to hear the real stuff too, that not everything is going to go smoothly, anticipate. But that's where we balance it out with the tough parts, but also yep. what you're really thriving and really doing well. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me I'm just trying to think about the biggest because there's been a lot of learning lessons for myself. The biggest failure would, pro- and I wouldn't call it a failure, as I say that I think everything is is the learning lesson of what, how you do it better. Is from running my very first program. I was certified in May of 2020, and then I ran my first program in June of uh, 2020. And it there was a lot of things that the preparation that I didn't realize. It's just in terms of the preparation, and I think. Now I've learned so much about really prepping beforehand and getting things. I've learned to set time aside to to ta- tackle certain tasks because I have been caught unprepared just because I, I maybe just, okay, like I know it all up here, but or I can do it when I get there. And then I'm like, oh crap. So I think being really prepared and having everything structured and putting time aside in my day, which is usually the morning 
like every morning, just getting up and being able to plan out the day, plan out what I need to do to get the things in place. So a lot of that and a lot of also keeping up on my own learning. I've sometimes not been as uh, successful as I would have liked to have been in terms of keeping up with giving myself my own, continuing to learn because I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. I think we all are in this industry because it changes so quickly in the fitness industry is that I just staying on top of that as well. So that would be learning lessons for myself. And then I think my biggest wins and my biggest successes has been how I've grown as a coach and, and my personability, my, my personability, but my, also my authenticity, I think is my biggest success. And I think that's why people are drawn is that just being myself, learning to just what you attract, the attract people that if you put yourself out there authentically, you will attract the people that are um, meant to be, uh, meant to come to you. If you're your authentic self and you talk true, you talk from your heart and you show your passion, I think that's what, that's my biggest success and the biggest thing I've learned over the last few years is just put yourself out. You got to put yourself out there and you just got to be who you are. There's no filters. There's no, and what I mean by that is I, I don't, there's not a lot of extra stuff on what I do. I just do it. And I should wake up in the morning, do a workout with no hair, or maybe brush my teeth or no hair, uh, no, no makeup, <laughs> sorry, hair. Yes. But no hair done, no makeup, but this is how we are. And I think just putting that forward has been, um, has been a win for me because it's also allowed me to be less, um, worried about that sort of stuff myself. So I, I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it makes plenty of sense. Yeah. And like I said, I think the listeners can hear the passion in your voice. And that's why I think that they're going to really enjoy this, this episode. So I guess now we're going to hit our tips from the pro segment. So this is for people who maybe want to get into maybe online coaching or maybe fitness or in health and, you know, asking yourself being professional, how should they do it? All right. So just a few questions here. So one, and this is a common question I ask for a lot of people is, should I diversify my service offerings to offer, to attract a wider variety of clientele? I would say no. I would say that you have to find your niche. This is what it's all about now moving forward. For me, I've really defined my niche and it is women, mostly women. I, I train men as well, but it's women over 50, like myself, experiencing the, the same issues because I've been through that. I think you need to find, you need to find that niche and you need to work on it. Now, obviously, the niche can't be too specific. You know, yes. like it's hard when you narrow it down. To, but I was talking a long time ago to somebody about this when I was investigating, actually creating my own yoga um, program. And and they said, there, even if you were to do yoga for badminton players, like even something that it may be very small, but hey, guess what? There's people out there looking who are badminton players that maybe didn't know they were looking for yoga training. But you've got to find that niche and you, I would say stick with it because, and to find it even more, find your avatar, find that person that you want to talk to because that's when you're going to know how to talk to them, what their issues are and how to solve those issues. So I say stay more specialized than broad. Mm, excellent. But education-wise, I think it's great in terms of knowing many right. things. It's just, when it comes to diversifying, diversifying your services is great to be able to offer that avatar or your client, that niche, different things, but keeping the, yeah, keeping that know client where in mind or. Yeah. Know where your bread is buttered, basically. Yes. So it's yeah. like, try not to go. Know who crazy. you want to help. Yeah. Exactly. Who you want to service. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it gets very tempting for some people that says, oh, I can, especially with fitness too, it's very broad. It's a very wide net. So they think. 
oh, the more wider I go, the better. Training someone who's, like you said, maybe within your niche versus in their early 20s that's trying to train to be a professional athlete, two completely, some general overlying principles are similar, but how it's applied and the loads you put on them are a bit different. It's a good exactly. thing to know. So the next yeah, question is- Yeah, I think is, you will, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry so go ahead. Yeah. So if I want to be an online coach, do I need a degree in exercise science or be a dietitian to be a successful online health and wellness coach? No, I think you do need to have a, you do need to have the knowledge and the expertise behind you and a certification. Yes. If you are training people and you're training their bodies, you need a certification. And I would say that you can do a certification that like a personal training certification, a uh, fitness instructor certification, something like that. Does it need to be a clinical exercise specialist or a physiotherapist? No, you don't need to have some sort of degree, but you do need a certification from a recognized certification body. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Aaron. So look, I'm going to do this now. What should be the first investment for my business? Should it be a piece of equipment? Should it be a nice camera if you're going to do a lot of videos for recording or is it a new computer? So someone who says, oh, okay, I want to do this online coaching, what should be the first thing I buy? I believe that, you know what, I think, you, first of all, you need to have some sort of um, some sort of piece of equipment. And for me, that was because I, I didn't even have my own laptop for the longest <laughs> time. Like it was literally an old one of, I think it was my son's or whatever. Anyways. When I decided this is something I was going to do and I was going to work with clients, I got my own, like I got my own laptop, I got a good one, good sound quality, everything. So that was my investment that, that made a huge difference in my, because I could keep everything stored here. I had everything organized and it's all there. So I would say investing in something really good that way. And then probably if you are going to be online, you do need to, if you're using that specifically as your, as your uh, camera then obviously that's good if you've got a, a good quality one. But if not, then investing in something that is a better quality to take your photo, like your photos or your videos, because you want it to come across professionally and make sure the background as well. So those are things because it is very much about visual as much as it is about speaking and the talking. But I think nowadays, so much of this technology and this equipment is so much better that you don't have to go into such crazy like mixing boards and all this type of stuff because our phones are picking up so well too and now yes. you've got little microphones that you can put on your little lapel you can buy those easy enough so if you were to go online for all that stuff you can get it very easy and you don't have to buy a lot of it just make sure the quality of your visual and the quality of your sound works well okay no perfect and last question on this one and is there any type of special insurance for being an online coach is there I think that aside from general business insurance, is there anything specific that people would need to know? Not specific, not specifically. I know with the certification that I have, because I am a certified personal trainer through Canadian Fitness Professionals, CanFit Pro. And I know with my insurance that I actually go through an insurance group that they recommend. They're, they're a provider for them. And they have actually have written when the pandemic began, they actually wrote in the online clause into it. So it's in there already. So it's, it wasn't anything I had to do. It's already in there, but yes, you need to have hold some sort of certification regardless of whether or not, sorry, insurance, whether you're training somebody in person or you're training them online, it's, it's basically the same thing, but yes, you should have some sort of coverage, personal coverage yes. to help it, yourself and keep yourself. Yeah. 
Is there, is there the, can you, are you able to provide the name of the insurance company if people wanted yep. to go and get it? Who yes, they... the insurance company that I go through is Arthur Gallagher. They are out of London and they do have for CanFit Pro members, certified members. We actually, they're the preferred, basically they're the preferred insurance provider for CanFit Pro, but they do that. They, they certify fitness professionals. I, I'm not sure of any other ones out there. I've never really looked. For me, that's just always who I've gotten my coverage through on an annual basis. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's fine. Maybe we'll put that in the show notes. So at least if they can inquire. And like I said, if they want to get certified through Canford yep. Pro or any other place, then at least that's perfect. Yep. So yeah. All right. A couple of small persons, a couple of uh, smaller questions here. What is your funniest small business story? Hmm. <laughs> my funniest small business story. Hi, I, I, you caught me with that one. Can let okay. me think about that. I I love like a funny thing is I probably created it myself at some point. Like I don't know because I love to make humor is uh, to me it's one of the joys of life. So I'm always trying to do funny things to to get people to inspire people and just make people laugh. But I can't think of something that's happened that's made me chuckle right now. But I'll think about it. <laughs> All right, no problem. How about the next one here? So a lot of small businesses struggle with work life balance. How do you do it? You have to, you definitely have to put a schedule for yourself. You have to make the time because as much as it can be about work 100% of the time, but you need that Especially downtime. Especially for small we, business, right? Especially yes, for yes, small. you need that, which we, you need that active, just like you need active recovery and training, but you can't train seven days a week. You need active recovery. You need those days. It's same thing with running a business. You need to have that downtime and you need to be able to shut off your phone put it away because it's always going to be something there. It's like housework. There's always going to be something there, but you need to be able to do that. And that's what's going to help you find that balance. Because if you're constantly throwing yourself into work, you're going to miss all the, and you're going to miss out on the, on, as I say, the things that count, which are the moments, right? Those moments. And we can't constantly be planning, planning because we miss out on, on the good things that are happening now. So you have to have a schedule. You need to stick by it, whether that schedule is on a piece of paper, if you're old school and you love having your day timer and that's where you put it, whether it's on your phone, on a digital device, whatever that is, you need to block times and you need to find as we, as I've just finished um, reading a, a book on just on your different zones, your green zones, your yellow zones, your red zones. What are those times in the day like that are your green zones? When do you, are you most productive? Is scheduling in the really important things there. What's your red zones? When are you just like too tired to do anything? For me, I know that's at night. Usually after about 5 p.m. at night, that's it. Like that's, for me, that's family time. So you have to, I'm not going to start getting on the computer later and start planning things in the evening like that. But for some people that might work. So really scheduling your day scheduling your tasks within your most productive zones and knowing when your unproductive zones are and using those maybe for that downtime. I think that's really important. Wow. All right, we're just at running at the end here. Now it's time for the rapid fire round. So I got these rapid fire fun questions that we have that have totally nothing to do with business and stuff like that, which is fun. Okay. So, all right, ready to go? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, question one. These are meant to be fast. We'll see how fast we can do them. Okay. Do you have anything autographed by a celebrity? No. Okay. Have you ever stolen anything? If so, what was it? No. I don't, I would never, I, I, no, I can never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a I have child? stolen, no. 
but I, I, maybe I've stolen things from my husband or my There you go. Kids. That's funny. A husband. I may have yes. stolen. I may have stolen a, you know some money out of his wallet on the counter one day <laughs> to go shopping. I don't know, but no, I've never stolen anything. No, I guess. Yeah, not, when I mean stolen, I guess people think, oh, you mean yeah. like you shoplifted? Not necessarily, right? No. Like you said, stealing yeah. from your spouse, whether it's a few bucks. Well, back then <laughs> when it was all cash, yes. Right. Now you don't really need to steal much from them now, unless it's because everything's like tap or swipe, so it's not. So what are your guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures are, I would say, you know what? I love Netflix or what? Oh, I love okay. to watch. I love it's a couple. There's a couple series. So I would probably get caught on the couch, Netflix and chilling. I, I, I have been. That's a guilty pleasure of mine. Another guilty pleasure would be I enjoy wine. I love my on a weekend. I enjoy a couple glasses of wine as, as I make dinner. And I'm a big chocolate fan. So yes, yes I know that's that's one of those like, oh, really? But no, I love chocolate. No. So yeah, those that, are my- that, that's a good thing because I think it makes you more normal because, you know, everyone has a tooth and I wish my tooth was something as simple as wine and chocolate. Everyone has a sweet tooth, a salty tooth. Mine is a fast food tooth for some reason. So okay. if I'm going to if I'm going to if I'm going to indulge like my once a week indulgement, oh, it's going to be it's not mm-hmm. going to be it's not going to be a slice of cake. Oh, no, the cake will be the dessert, but I'm going to have something, unfortunately, fried in canola, which is not good for you. But like I said, <laughs> if I limit it to once a week, then Mrs. Yeah. K won't, won't bother me as much. So that's right. usually one of my things there. And right. that is an amazing strategy. Good job. Yeah. Kudos on that. Yep, exactly. <laughs> what is the oddest job you ever took to earn a dollar? The oddest job would have been for me. I So this is going way back, but it's not really odd, but I became, so between university, between going off to university, or maybe it was coming back one year between university um, years, I became a, so I was a, I guess like a gardener. Like I, so I drove a truck, I loaded on and loaded off the, the lawnmowers and the weed whackers and wore steel toe boots. And <laughs> You're like a landscaper, basically. Landscaper. Yeah. Yeah. Go. I worked for a company in town back where my parents lived and where I lived at the time. And, and yeah, I spent my days driving around a pickup truck and um cutting people's lawns and you know i'm doing some gardening and some weed pulling and yeah and praying for rainy days so that i could have a little bit of a break (laughs) well see the viewers can't see this but aaron is dressed up very elegant like today like you said the hair the makeup and everything so i could never picture her do any type of landscaping i'm expecting her to drive some mercedes bmws with the flashy stuff and it's very nice to see that you know what I like people like this in terms of they look a certain part, but they had no problem getting their hands dirty back in the day. And, and even still to this day, too. It's kind of nice to see that. Yep. It's really good to see about that. So, Aaron, so last question here that we have today um, pretty much is, what is your theme song and why? So we're talking, you're walking down the street and the song hits and everyone sees that and they say, oh, Aaron's coming. Oh, that's a good one, Ken. That's a good one. It's got to be probably an 80s song because I'm an 80s girl. And I'm thinking. I, although I, I, there's, I don't know the name of it right now. But there's one by Kelly Clarkson. That's not 80s, I know. But there is a more recent one by Kelly Clarkson. And I can't, it's, it, is it, the, this is my fight song. No. Not that one. I think that's someone else's thing. Yeah, my that daughter is sings else's, that song. Yeah. I don't know what that yes. is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but there's another one by Kelly Clarkson. It's a very powerful song that 
I love, and it's just an empowerment. I, I, honestly, I can't remember the name of it. I'm not a huge music person. So for me, it's not, but when I hear it or I hear it on the radio, it's like one of those ones that I would like totally be singing to, even if there was somebody in the car beside me. I, I can't remember the name of it, but I know it's a, one of hers. Again, I'm really bad with that stuff. My kids always tease me because I'm the worst music no, person. No, you're basically ever. like Mrs. K. She does not know names of songs. Or if she does remember a name, she has no idea how it goes. So exactly. she'll throw in words in the song, and I'm like, that, that, no, that's not that's right. But that's, that's okay. Any last, how can people reach out to you, Aaron? If people have some questions, they really enjoyed it. Because eventually we might have you back too, where it's, we might do an Ask Aaron Anything kind of show where I'll have a bunch of listener questions that say, okay, we got to ask Aaron this. So where can people reach out to you? They can reach out to me on Instagram. It's Anderson underscore E-E and it's Anderson A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N, which a lot of people get tripped up on, but I'm Anderson underscore E-E. Reach out to me on Facebook, Aaron Anderson, or even email me at fasterway.aaron at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, and just to, to say, I'm obviously, I'm still learning all of this myself too. So for any small business owners, this is, I'm still learning. I think we all will continue to learn as we, we grow with these new times and sharing information is huge and it's a, a great uh, way to get knowledge. So thank you so much for hosting something hey, like this. No problem, Aaron. Amazing. Thank you for being on the show. All right, guys, that was our episode with Aaron Anderson. Now there was a lot of nuggets in there that I hope thought you all learned, but a couple of points that stuck out to me is one, like a great time management task is to really just try to time lock a lot of things that you can't, whether it's a piece of paper or on type, some type of app, uh, knowing when you're the most productive and focusing your effort on that for your business and knowing when you're not the most productive and maybe use that time as a time to just relax and unwind with family and friends. Because uh, I think for small business owners, we have that tendency to want to, you know, if we're, especially if we're starting it and uh, we have a regular day job, is that as soon as the day job is done, we got to spend the next seven, eight hours working on our business. And that's not really a very, you know, long-term success. That could be, that could work, but it also can be very draining on you. So I think that first one of time blocking is a really good one. I think the second thing that stuck out on this was actually be a lifelong learner. Taking different certification classes, or you're just taking a course or two that could, that could help your business or just help you personally, maybe give you a new mindset or something that can you, you can then apply onto your business. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed recording it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the SME Stories podcast, which is owned by Northway Capital Group. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Northway Capital Group.